All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I greatly appreciate everyone's time and support. My name is Sarah Johnson. I work for the USO Transitions team, and I'm very happy to have this presentation today for you guys, kind of a candid conversation about how the transition and what it really looks like. So we're very lucky to partner with ServiceNow. We have Alex and Bob that are here to talk to you guys and have a good conversation with you guys, get that pathway started. Again, I'm Sarah with USO. I have my uh, colleague, Fred Robinson as well on the line is my support team and we're happy to partner with community partners ServiceNow has been a huge support of USO program so we're very very fortunate to partner with them today so thank you Bob and Alex for joining us today really appreciate your time well, thank you Sarah thank you Fred and thank you to USO for hosting this uh, program you know what about you Alex you had a, a really really cool focused career how did that get you ready to, to work at ServiceNow um, similarly, right. My career, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I, and I want to foot stomp something you said there, which is I, I mentor Marines or actually I, right now I'm mentoring two, uh, soldiers going through transition. But when I sit down with them and I talk about their resume and, and capturing all the things that they've done, um, I focus on the things that are atypical. Um, and getting them out of sort of the mindset of, of putting everything into army terms or, or just military terms in general. And in fact, like one of the one of the use cases was one of the soldiers was a uh, was a driver for one of the commanding generals uh, overseas. And uh, and I focused on that and, and had him, you know, asked him a bunch of questions about, well, why was that important? What did it what did it teach you? What were you responsible for? And he's like, well, you know, I, I had to manage his budget. I had to go out and do all the expenses for him, um, had to plot courses and figure out where we we're going to schedule calendars, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and we just dig into, I dug into different details of across his resume. He did an interview, uh, a week or two later. And one of the questions they asked him was, you know, how comfortable are you speaking with senior executives throughout, you know, our client space. And he used his driver experience as a means to, to articulate why, why he's good at that, right? Because he had engaged one-on-one -on -one with the senior executive every day. Um, he had to manage the guy's budget for him. <laughs> you know, here's, here, here's a general officer and he's got, you know, a, uh, a, a young Lance Corporal or, you know, managing the budget. Um, and to your point, you never know what are going to be the things that prep you for that that next job. Um, so really, when you're you know articulating it, and that was the same for me. What what did it was I had a very cool last job. I ran, I'll call it sort of a startup within the Marine Corps. Um, I had I had complete budget authority. I had contracting officers that worked with me. Um, and a contracting specialist. So I, as a major, as a young major, um, was kind of given like the keys to the kingdom to run the Marine Corps tactical support center. So I had guys distributed globally um, and I got to just try new things and be adventuresome and, uh, and really kind of grow the business because the only way we could support the Marines was by getting Marine Corps Systems to Command to pay for those services that we provided. So um, we were just running a business and trying to grow it. And along the way, 
and I had a computer science background. So I did have a technology based background. Um, but I w- as an undergrad, I was an English major. So uh, you never know where it's going to take you. And I would say that probably served me more than anything else in, in my educational career, because I can I can communicate and write pretty decently. I was an average English major. Um, and so towards the end of my career, I actually got introduced to ServiceNow because they came, you know, trying to sell to to my command. Um, and I I was fascinated by the technology. So some of it was I I, I like what you talked about with sort of I considered assimilation, right? Like how how do you transition into something. I feel like what the military offers us, the value is, is in being flexible and kind of finding, finding new ways to fit into different cultures and subcultures. And part of that is just being passionate about mission. Um, and so it's easy to make that transition. So that's how I serve first introduced to service now. Um, and then that just lended itself to some of the guys were, you know, also Marine veterans. So we just had this bond and and that's what allowed me to kind of get my foot in the door to, to the technology world. And I would say, if you're looking at technology at all, it is a, it is a great career path. If you're, if you're interested in it. Absolutely true, Alex. And, you know, bringing a background of, of functional, uh, get it done experience is super value in, in the technology field. Uh, you know, I got my, uh, undergrad in just business administration. And then when I was in the army, uh, as a civilian in the G4, I was able to take advantage of these, the, uh, federal CIO certification course at the uh, defense, uh, university. And because of that, I was able to transition into the master's program in information management at Syracuse university where I got my master's degree. But it's all because when I was stationed at headquarters Marine Corps and I was responsible for the programmatics and the requirements for the logistics systems in the Marine Corps, uh, I, I learned I had an acumen for computer systems in how they support processes to get things done. And, and I, I recognized that and I ran with it, right? I, I found this program where I could uh, get a certification as a federal CIO and then go get a master's in information management and build upon that so that I could be a deputy CIO at a major combat command and then a CIO of, a, of an agency within the government uh, with a big budget that I was responsible for and have this great impact on uh, on the nation's security. But it's because you know what, what you want to do, you know what you're good at, you find opportunities and you go for it, right? And that's the key is going for it. And, and that'll take you a long way. Um, you know, one of the things that, that really is um, amazing and rewarding to me is seeing the number of folks that we're able to reach out to Alex now and help in their transition. That's one of the things I really enjoyed about this program today. But like you, I've mentored many people who have uh, been retiring from the Marine Corps, the Army, the Air Force. I mean, I've got contacts with all those guys from my uh, from my background and my experience. But but having that that ability to to evaluate what are, what are you worth, right? And and I really wanted to, to spend a little bit of the last moments we have here talking about that because I think it's so important because military people don't know their value. And and even as a, as a civilian and a senior executive as a civilian, I didn't realize my value. And, and it's critical that you understand 
how important what you know and who you are is to companies out there who are looking for for you. They're looking for your capabilities. But how do you value that? And when you go into the negotiation, right, uh, Alex talked about the interview process, and, and we interview him pretty good here at ServiceNow. He went through the ringer, uh, and you end up sitting across from somebody like me, and then you get the offer, right? You get an offer for a position. Is it a good offer? How do you know that, right? Well, this is where your your circle of friends and your contacts and the folks that you meet through the USO can really help you in evaluating what is your value. Would you agree, Alex? How did you value yourself when you made the transition? It is, and that is, I'm glad you touched on it because I know, and I told, you know, we were talked about this before and we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably fill about 40, you know, minutes or so. And it's like, you get two, you get two Marine officers on the phone together and we're just going to talk our, talk your ears off. Um, value is by far the most challenging part of, uh, of transition and really kind of understanding that. And for me, you know, going back to that story of the first job and it was the first job interview I've ever had in my life. Right. I'm at the time, what, 37 years old and I'm going to interview for my first ever job. And it was so there's there's pay value and there's value you bring to an organization. Um, in TRS, you're going to go through sort of understanding what your budget is, right? What is your family or personal budget? What do you need to earn to, to make a living? So do that. It's really important to understand. And with taxes built in, because on the Marine Corps, like as a, as a Marine, I didn't ever... I, w- I was worried about what came into my pocket and then how fast I could spend it. But, uh, you know, that was it. I didn't worry about taxes. I mean, it's just like, what is coming into my pocket every 1st and 15th of the month? Um, you really need to take into account what, is, you know, what do I need to earn? Because I might have to pay for medical expenses, medical care, all insurance, all the things that tax, state taxes, whatever. And you got to calculate that. That's the that's the what do I need to earn to live? And then the value you bring to an organization is different. That's that's value. This is pay. This is value. Um, it's really hard to assess your value. I I had a concept of where I could where I could be. That first interview I took was I would have taken about a fifty percent pay cut on what I earned in the Marine Corps. And when I was leaving to go fly to the interview, my wife asked me, she's like, why are you interviewing for a job that you're going to make very little money on? And I told her, I was like, I know what I'm worth. I have no idea if the companies that I'm seeking know that worth. So I might have to put the humility hat on for a minute and just say, I may have to take a few steps back to make a huge leap forward. And so I went in with that attitude to that interview. And at the end of it, it was kind of perfect timing because my wife prepped me for what that, what the regional vice president of a fortune 500 company asked me, which was, why are you interviewing for this job? You're a major in the Marine Corps. Why would you, you're going to work for my, it was, it was my former co-pilot was the guy who brought me in. Um, so I was, he, I was mentoring him as a pilot growing up and now he's offering me a job. And they're like, why would you do that? And I gave the same answer. I said, I know I can run circles around this job. It, I could. It was no, 
the life experience that the Marine Corps brought me, I knew I could do it. And I told him, I was like, but this isn't where I'm going to end up. And I, and so that's what led, and he said it right on the spot. He goes, you're right. And it was a 30 minute interview that went two hours. And he goes, you're right. You're not going to take this job. He's like, we're going to open up a position for you, for you at the regional vice president's office, at my office. And you're going to report to me. I said, great, let's do it. Um, but had I not, you got to go in confident. I used to have an old mentor who, uh, you know, he said, it's like going in for surgery. You want the surgeon that's confident that goes in and go, you know, cracks his fingers and like, I've done this a billion times before. This is what we're going to do. And you're going to turn out great. You don't want the guy that goes in. He's like, this is my first day on the job, handshaking, right? You got to go in with knowing your value and your, and be confident about that. It doesn't mean you're going to make the pay that you want, right? I was willing to accept pay cut to do it. Um, my story is not always the way it is. You might land on your feet making way more money than you anticipated on on the outside. So it's just it's a matter of timing and everything else. But how for, how about for you, Bob? How did you assess it? So, uh, like I said, the Texas two step made it a soft landing for me. So I went from a very structured base structure in the Marine Corps or in the military where you know what a sergeant makes, you know what a master sergeant makes, you know what a sergeant first class makes, you know what a major makes. Everybody can look at the pay charts and you kind of know this is what I'm going to make for this year and I'm going to get a 3% pay raise or whatever next year. I went into a very similar structure in the, in the civil service and then a very similar structure in the senior executive service. Here's the pay band, right? You're going to fall somewhere in this pay band. And then I jumped off the, the uh, edge of the cliff into the civilian world where it is all bets are off. What do you think you're worth? What do they think you're worth? And then you negotiate. And it's not all money. You get stock options. You get all kinds of different things that I didn't have a clue about. Again, I turned to my mentors and my friends who, who were in my circle of advisors. Hey, is this a good deal? Oh, yeah, this is a great deal. Or this is, you need to look at more restricted stock units. Or you need to have this or whatever. <clears throat> That's critical. Because you're jumping into a, an area of... Um, critical importance to you and your family that you're least familiar with. So you're dealing from a position of um, not weakness, but disadvantage, right? Which you can quickly overcome by using the circle of folks like Alex, myself, others who have gone through this process. But I'm not going to blow smoke up your stack either and tell you you're worth more than you aren't. Uh, and again, to Alex's point, you have to be confident in your abilities, but realistic in your expectations, right? And, and you're entering a totally new area of your life in an area where you're not experienced. So you're transitioning experience into a new realm, which may not necessarily be totally level or a step up. You may take a, a junior step and then very quickly rise based on your skills and abilities. And that's so individual for everyone. And, and, and it's something that in counseling or, or in mentoring, I, I go through with people in pretty much frank detail on what the expectations are. But it's great. Let me tell you. And, and choosing a, a great fit is just like having a great fitting pair of shoes or boots. It's, it's really fantastic. I tell people all the time, I've been with service now seven years now. The longest time I've been with a single organization, uh, um, outside of the Marine Corps. And there's a reason it's a great fit for me culturally. I really enjoy the culture here. I've been able to thrive and I've been given opportunities. Hey man, I'm the CTO for global governments at this global software company. 
and I started out as a private in the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? So you could do whatever you want to do that you put your mind to, that you have the skill, abilities, perseverance to, to uh, overcome whatever's put in front of you. You've proven it in your military career. Now it's time to prove it in this next phase of your life. Alex, do you have any other closing comments before we go to questions here for the last few minutes, Sarah? I've got one thing, and we we briefly touched on it, and this is going back to the family aspect. And I'm a big advocate of this now because I went through it, which is the transition is hard in ways that you won't even anticipate. The value you bring to an organization, may I feel like I have more to offer, and it's going to just take time to get there. But the number one thing that I want to kind of foot stomp on again is um, from a family aspect, there were unanticipated challenges that I personally faced with leaving an organization so mission focused as as the Marine Corps. Um, And it ultimately put a strain on my marriage. So we ended up getting a marriage counselor. Um, If you're looking back, it wasn't the transition from the Marine Corps that that started the challenges we faced. It just happened to exacerbate them. Um, I tell everybody now, if like you're looking at getting married, get a marriage counselor, right? Because you don't get an operating manual when you get married. You don't get an operating manual when you have kids. Um, so that's my operating manual. I, you know, my wife and I love our therapist because she just, she helps us articulate things that we couldn't like, I'm a, I'm a dumb Marine. I can't, you know, I can't articulate my thoughts all the time, especially with my wife. And so they help us with that. So don't be afraid to do those types of things. To Bob's point, don't be afraid to leverage your network, your mentors, um, professional people who do this for a living so that you have the best opportunities to be successful that you can. That's it. How about you, Bob? No, that's great, Alex. And, and you know, um, the camaraderie that you have in a military unit will not be replaced anywhere. Um, it took me a long time to get over that part. Uh, because I really enjoy that close camaraderie. That's one of the things I really enjoyed about staying within the Army family and the G4, within the Air Force as a senior executive, is the camaraderie was still there. It's one of the things we enjoy at ServiceNow, particularly in our government team. We have a very tight-knit group that has a lot of camaraderie. For me personally, that's a very important aspect of my work life. And... um, one of the things that my wife had to deal with was she lost that network of like-minded uh, spouses who were oriented around that same type of background experience of constant moving and family raising and all those difficult things. And and transitioning back into civilian experience for her had to be taken into account. So I think your comments about, you know, uh, seeking assistance in that from your circle of friends, professionals is really important. Bob, Alex, thank you so much for your candor. Appreciate your support of our service members. Look forward to catching up with you guys soon. I hope everyone has a wonderful afternoon.